Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, warm here, but not as hot as it's been, so, you know, it's a little more tolerable. But I was telling you this, but I'm kind of ready for the, the hot weather to be over. You want to know how hot it is here? Because I think I've met you in, in the weather department. How hot is it there? It is 89 degrees and it feels like 100. Wow. Humid- you want me to tell you the humidity? I'll tell you the humidity. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where do I find humidity on here? Humidity is is currently 74% humidity. Wow. And we get up to almost 90% humidity tomorrow morning. I don't even like really think about humidity that much. I mean, yeah, our humidity is at 57%. Yeah, see, that's, like, tolerable, right? So, I guess. And then you're on the ocean side. Yeah. And I'm on the Gulf side, so I don't know if the air, like, gets trapped in the little Gulf area. <laughs> but, mm. but, yep. This is yeah. why people come here in the winter. Yeah, okay, we have some... here. Welcome. Hmm? Yeah, it's uh, currently 80 degrees Fahrenheit, 27 Celsius. So, okay, see that that to me is like that's like cool, <laughs> right? Now. Oh, for me, like I'm, I'm sweating refreshing. right now. Like, it's it's pretty warm, but be like, this is amazing. And you'd be oh, like, I, hate it. I like this is great. But then again, like I don't know. Even like when it's like 10 degrees here, like that's usually my the, the sweet spot. And even then, like I'll usually wear like shorts. Like, it's all relative, you know. Yeah. All relative. Yep. Uh, just like an episode of Gilmore Girls, girls, there's so much to interpret, so much to take away. Uh, just like in this episode, uh, episode 18 of season three, Happy Birthday, Baby. Uh, also known as the episode with the giant pizza. Like, if you tell people it's the episode with the giant pizza, they go, Oh, yeah, I know which one it is. Everybody about. knows which one it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, what do you think they made that pizza out of? Obviously, it's not a real pizza. Uh, I actually know the answer to that. So, oh, you it was, do? Yeah, it was made out of styrofoam. And then they put okay. real sauce and cheese on top. Ah. Uh, Which is kind of weird because if you're going to make a styrofoam yeah. pizza, you might as well just make the rest of it out of styrofoam. They, you know, I wonder if they tried it and it didn't look good on camera. So they. That's probably had to it. it but, and, the, uh, and the cheese probably melted under the lights. Yes. And then, of course, you've got. Uh, Kirk with his uh, his, his cheese burns. Cheese accident. Yeah. Right. Which of course Kirk only Kirk now... would have right. severe injuries from cheese. Right. And and now he's working on the pizza place. He's he just runs all the things. He... I feel like. Yeah. He's like the man behind the curtain. We're gonna what find are... out that you know he pretty much runs Stars Hollow. What is like the tax forms you get from your employer in the U.S.? He has like five hundred of them. Yeah, like, I want to know how many of this that guy has. Like, is he just constantly, like, like, like he's, he's got a stack of them at the end. <laughs> like, I don't know, the logistical part of me is like, how many, like, I don't want, I would not want to do Kirk's taxes. That would just be a nightmare. Right. Like, can you imagine being an accountant? You, like, charge him extra and all that money he earned. You're like, no, you need to pay, like, triple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, he goes to use TurboTax and it's, like, so many different pages of stuff he has It's, to like, out. 
please, sir, we'll pay you to stop using our service, please. Right. Yeah, they took him back here. <laughs> we're, we're kicking you off TurboTax. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode uh, relatively is based around uh, Lorelai's birthday, but of course, wouldn't it be a birthday without a little bit of conflict, right? And yeah. It's plays a rare form, which we can talk about during the mental health segment. Yeah. Uh, I I think this is, and I think this is one of those conflicts where I think almost everyone is right, but also everyone is wrong at the same time. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like I could understand what everyone was going for, and I think that's how you know the show's good when like you can understand why everyone's upset. Like yeah, you know the motivations. Yeah. Yeah, like. I understand that for Lorelai, she feels an obligation to pay off her debt. And uh-huh. in her eyes, she now has the money to do that. So she can do that. Right. Uh, Emily, you know, she values her time with Lorelai and Rory. And having that potentially taken away from her, or at least she's assuming it'll be taken away from her. Uh, she gets defensive and she doesn't like that, which... Uh, Which is, it wants to be taken away from her anyway. That's the thing. I feel like Emily kind of just... She's... What happened in the past, you know, with uh, Rory and Lorelai taking Rory away, I think she's she kind of has this expectation that, like, once the... Once she's done with having to help uh, Lorelai, like... Lorelai's not going to want her in her life. But I think, like, even Lorelai said, like, no, I'll still come over for dinner. Like, maybe not every Friday, but, you know, pretty consistently. But I think... I think it also tells Emily that, yes, there was some sense of obligation. That's why they were there. So so Lorelai kind of confirmed that. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I can understand where Lorelai's coming from, too. Like, every Friday, like, you're telling me... you, you, right. you know, Like, even just one Friday, you might want to go on a date or something, right? So... Well, for Emily, I think it's about loss of control. Yeah. She's losing control over something, and that brings up some past stuff. Yeah, but I think we should also talk about Richard's behavior, which is not once did he say to Emily, hey, that's inappropriate. Yes. She was on and on. He sits there and and enables it. And then when she goes off in a huff, he gets upset with Lorelai because apparently they were supposed to talk about Richard and Emily were supposed to talk about this first, the money. Well, yeah. Why? Because it's is hers i think he told lorelei not to tell emily i don't remember i don't remember him saying that at the restaurant so when he said i told you not to tell your mother i did not remember him saying that yeah i i was trying to remember i'm pretty sure he did because oh he's like why do you think i asked you the restaurant because you know i tell her and i'm like so now you're being kind of duplicitous okay go ahead yeah and again, and then even Rory gets upset, and I can understand why she's getting upset because she just thinks that this whole thing shouldn't be a conflict, which maybe is arguably the case. But I, I think we know the, the characters enough; they're not. They're, it's going to be a conflict, of course. So I think I think also Rory's buying into her grandparents' kind of pathology with all of this. Yes, and, and that's that's a little. Um, sad to see that she thinks somehow that em- that Emily's justified in this tirade that she had. I don't know about that, but like I know she definitely seeming like she seems to at least like she tells Lorelai too, like you knew that she was gonna do that, like you knew that was gonna be the reaction. So, 
I think she's yeah, kind of. It's like she she doesn't want the hangover head anymore, which I get that you have a yeah. loan, you repay it. Well, that's kind of why. I mean, the way I was the way it was discussed was a loan. Hmm? Yeah, and again, like I I see everyone being right here, and I can also see everyone being wrong at the same time too. Like, right. there's no clear answer here, but I like that they gave so much dimension to this money that mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, like that makes well, sense that like. It, it, it would be a common conflict and like you knew it was going to but mm-hmm. yeah but yeah um, great moral ambiguity well written show where you can like you said everybody's right and everybody's wrong yeah because you just don't really you don't walk away thinking like Emily is right or Richard's right like there's a little bit of like that feeling of well no they're not 100% right but right. um yeah, nobody wins, quote-unquote. Yeah. No, no. There's also the subplot, too, of Tobin, the night manager, and Michelle trying to one-up oh, gifts, which I thought right. was pretty great. Now, the other interesting thing, too, is that here's Lorelai in an inn that nobody's really sure when it's going to reopen. It's kind of reopened, but not. But yet she still pays back Emily the money, even though we don't know where she's going to... If she's, you know, She might get fired or laid off, right? Yeah, that seemed so, a little weird. I mean, yeah. like, Lorelai's financial situation always seems a little weird. Because curious. Yeah. they eat, like, a ton of food. They don't seem to, like, cook to take at out. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's expensive and all this. I don't know. I'm always trying to, like, figure out, like, where does all this money come from? Like, I get that she, like, manages the end. But, like, I don't, like... She could friends pay, like, working at a coffee shop and living in a, a you know twenty thousand dollars a month apartment in the yeah like it just house, like, kind of thing. It, it's and she owns the house like we've we've found out that she owns the house so like it right. just doesn't quite all add up but I'm also like eh, it wouldn't be probably as compelling of a show if she was like renting well, a one bedroom apartment with Rory or something who knows like that. you know maybe Richard helped her out and it was supposed to be something where she didn't tell Emily yeah. I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, Luke also finds out that Jess is skipping school, which... He's just not going. Yep. Yeah. Which, we're starting to see some conflict rise up from that. Well, potential conflict, like, because, you yeah. know, Luke has told him he has to graduate to stay, and he found out that he's not graduating, so... Yeah, and I thought that was pretty realistic for the guy not to bang, because usually on shows you see somebody bending like you know and i think just is used to getting his way so he's like trying to negotiate and the principal's like no absolutely not well and um, he so even told him the like yeah mm-hmm. like the principal even told him like i gave you plenty of warning seven warnings yeah yeah so uh, so i thought that was pretty realistic that just you know can only bend the rules so much mm-hmm. yeah um yeah and then uh uh, Luke meets Nicole's parents, who, funny enough, those, those the actor and actress were are married in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so. I could kind of see that because they had, they had good banter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it, that was a nice little thing. I mean, I think it was kind of more to continue on the Jess storyline, but it was mm-hmm. kind of nice too because, like, you can tell that like. Luke's one of those people that when he's upset with something, it will carry on with him throughout the day, including that. And I don't think that's always a bad thing. Like, 
Sometimes no. it just becomes your focus, and it's really hard to focus on anything else. But it was just kind of funny when they were like talking about kids, and he, he starts going off about like you know lying about going to school and all this. And this is right, funny. right. And you uh, know how much he cares too. Yeah, he got, you know, like he considers Jess to be like his kid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and just then, the utter disappointment. Yeah. Um, we also get to uh, the cake that was made out of cupcakes with made out of all of icing or something like that. Like, that seemed like. Did you see that? No, but like she orders that, then she's like, "I want a cake made out of cupcakes," and then she says, "Well, what kind of frosting?" And she says, "Both." And then she mentions like an all frosting cupcake or something like that. I'm like, that just sounds like a nightmare. Like, I would. Tasty Rory. Oh, go ahead. I feel like I'd have, like, some sort of, like, sugar coma within, like, two seconds. <laughs> like, it'd just not be fun. Well, you see Rory kind of being assertive, too. And yeah. saying, look, this is what I want. Which, I'm like, good for you that she's learning how to take charge of things. Well, And that even... she's being the person that Lorelai raised. You know? Well, and, like, even when you compare her to, like, the beginning of the show, I think she is starting to come a little more in her, in her own. Like, she's starting to become mm-hmm. more... Of, more self-confident, more self-assured, uh, which I, I think is going to have some positives as well, some drawbacks as well. But in this case, yeah, it's a positive. You see her, like, taking charge. Like, she organizes the pizza. She organizes the cake and everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work to organize something like that. Like, I've organized people's birthday parties, and it's a lot of work. Like, more than you might think. Yeah, I was impressed with that. Yeah. But also, where is she getting the money for it, too? That was my other question. Because, you know, we talk about the finances and everything. How... You know, is she like using she's a, not a working at like a dairy queen or anything like that so i'm like i don't know how she's making the money but i mean i'm sure, I'm sure that Lorelai said here's the budget and yeah you know, yeah or i imagine she's got like some kind of like allowance or money that she's made through like odd jobs like she was tutoring jess for a bit mm-hmm. there so i imagine oh, she's right, making money yeah. from that stuff like that yeah. yeah true all right um Oh, uh, I should mention who wrote this episode. Uh, not Daniel Palladino. Uh, it was actually written by Amy Sherman Palladino, which I guess makes a whole lot oh, of sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, that fits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like, I think like, all the character stuff kind of seems like something she would be really good at writing. So. Yeah, like she's good at character intentions. And, you know, and that's that moral ambiguity, right? That mm-hmm. thing where the way the characters behaved was pretty much spot on for them. So. Yeah. Uh, we do have a question uh, oh. from Rachel, who says, "If you two were both on the show, who would you want to play?" I want to have my own character. I'd like to be a therapist. <laughs> see, I could see you like just playing, yeah, a therapist. That would be really funny. And then, like, you, you could like Emily would be your patient. You would just be like, I, I, I. You know, I don't think Emily would come in for therapy because I don't think Emily thinks there's anything wrong with her. Yeah, that's true. I, I think Emily thinks that she's fine. Um, I could see Lorelai going in or Rory going in. Yeah. Or even Richard, maybe, but not Emily. Hmm. I would probably. Not I would... that somebody has to have something wrong with them to go to therapy. That's not what I mean. But I think yeah. that Emily would be in such deep denial that she causes issues for people. There's a certain level of, like, self acknowledgement that gets you into therapy that, yeah, I, I don't think she has. <laughs> Which... Right. And yeah. that's and that's typical for narcissists that they have egocentric personalities. They think everyone else has a problem and not them. Yeah. Um, I'd probably open up 
like a restaurant next to Luke's diner or across the street from it. Competition. Yeah. And then Luke would not like me at first. And then he would come over and then we would get along. And then we'd be like BFFs. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, like I'd open like a steakhouse or something. And he'd be like, can't believe they opened a steakhouse across from my diner. And he'd get all upset. And then, yeah, he'd be like, oh, this this is. That is such a good read of that character. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't impede his business at all, but still he'd feel threatened. Yeah, he would just feel as if should... like he, you know he would just be like I don't I don't like this. And then like to add like insult to to like I'd be partially like financed by Taylor, and that's why he would like not like me. <laughs> like Taylor would have given it feels me. Feels like you've thought this out. <laughs> no, actually, I literally just came up with this. Oh but, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I I feel it, and then Luke and I would get along. So we he would realize that we're like pretty much the same kind of person. So ah, yeah. see see, I don't know if the revival's got Luke's diner in it, but I think you should totally propose that for the new revival. For yeah, the second season. <laughs> the whole conflict of the revival, the, the second revival will be Luke mm-hmm. Luke having to deal with a new restaurant opening up, and and, and then surprise, it's me, and I'll make him like that the, would be on brand, right? Yeah, and it would be very typical of Luke to like get really fired up about something and then realize it really amounts to nothing at the end of the day. Right. Uh, and then I would maybe have like a nephew named like, like, like not Jess, but like, or no, it'd be like a niece called Tess. It would just be like so much synergy. I'd be like, yeah, that damn Tess, she doesn't go to school. She keeps, she keeps telling yeah. me she's going to school, but she's not. Be like, oh, and you could go to Luke and go, you know, have you ever had experience like this? Where you, you know, you have a kid that doesn't want to go to school. Luke's like, pull up a chair. Yeah. How, I can tell you, you a little want, bit about. You want a coffee? You want a burger? You're right. Uh, That's amazing. I think you should totally propose that to them. Uh, yeah, and then you can come in and you'll be like, oh man, that Emily, she won't come into therapy despite my repeated <laughs> attempts. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, actually, I'd be like, I totally know why. Yeah, you. you, <laughs> or you I'd be like, it'd be great if my mom could come in. I'd be like, she's not coming in. <laughs> no, no, we we tried that. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite and least favorite performance in this episode. Uh, let's see. My favorite was um, Emily because I thought she did a really good job of just completely losing her mind. Um, and just you could see like the hurt uh, and the past stuff coming back and just the getting out of control and just the way she stomped up the stairs I thought was a really good depiction of someone that just you know it's like they almost double down because they know they've lost so much control yeah it's like there's no coming back so she's just gonna like go full throttle um, and uh, and I also like Kirk because Kirk it's just whatever he does I just like because it's just so random. Like, you never know where Kirk's going to show up. So part of it is just, like, the the serendipity of, oh, there's Kirk. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, we need somebody to be, like, at getting cheese-related injuries. Ah, let's just make it Kirk. Mm-hmm. But then it also makes sense mm-hmm. that Kirk would be the one to get pizza injuries. Right. And considering how big that pizza was when we saw it, like, him trying to, like, carry that around in the car, I'm like, yeah, I can see how you can get pizza injuries from that. Right, like, that whole thing didn't make sense, but it also, that's why I liked it, because it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. It was just so ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. I like that the show, when it's ridiculous, it goes, like, so ridiculous that it's it's fun. Yeah. And you don't even question it, because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is totally ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, it depends yeah. on the show. Yeah. But they do a good job of just kind of, you know, 
it's ridiculous, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best. How about you? What's your favorite? Best performance. Uh, I don't know why, but I really like Tobin in this episode. I like that he was like charming to Lorelai, but then like he had that sneer for Michelle. Kind of snake, right? Yeah, I, don't know, I just thought of, I liked his performance. He did a great. Like I bought why Lorelai would like him so much, but then you see like, oh, it's all a ruse with this guy. I thought that was a right. It, but you know, yeah, we've got all the mainstays, but just the Tobin showed up and he he stole the show, um, for me mm-hmm. at least. Uh, I love that where he was just you could just see like the underneath character of him i thought that was great the way they played that yeah and least favorite i'm gonna say um emily for this episode i felt Ah. like i felt like she maybe overdid like her her upsetness or her her level of you know disenchantment or whatever with this whole situation it just felt like she was i thought it was accurate for narcissistic rage though it was accurate for (laughs) where they just completely lose their minds and just double down it, like I, but but I could also yeah. see where you're coming from that it seemed over the top. A narcissistic rage is over the top. It it did kind of feel like maybe like a not a notch or two above what it should have been. Like I get her being mm-hmm. upset, but like it just felt like they were like, we really need her to be upset. I'm like, okay, well. you can see the wheels turning, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I really, like the least in this episode. Maybe yeah, maybe a little bit of Rory. I mean, I like that she was assertive, but I think it could have been done a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. She was assertive with the pizza guy, but I think it could have been a little more smoothed out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Would have been more interesting if there was a little few more things that went wrong. I don't know. It felt like things yeah. went pretty smoothly for her. Like, yeah, the pizza needed to be ironed out a little bit, but, like, I kind of wish there was a little more kink. Like, I don't know. It would have been, like, mm-hmm. funny. I don't know. I mean, Alex is not coming back on a show, but, like, it would have been funny if, like, Alex randomly showed up at the party and we're like, wait, where have you been this whole time? Right, Alex, Max. Yeah. All, all Lorelai's guys. Like, I wanted, like, I wanted just one or two things to go wrong, just to kind of make it a little challenging for Rory. It could have been the whole episode, too. I mean, you could have a whole episode about her birthday, and that would have been great. Like, it would have been interesting if, like, Max showed up and, like, Rory went up and, like, just told them, like, get out of here or something like that, like... Right, right. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase that. It should you could have done one just about the the birthday party. I feel like we just it's kind of like we did a drive by the birthday party, but you could have done a whole episode about it. Yeah, because there's also yeah the subplot about the money and like that mm-hmm. was I I thought it was just it was that, a lot for one episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just felt like also too like that was there to kind of like give the show the episode some conflict, but like I I didn't really need conflict. Like I could have just had some conflict come from like someone show up that shouldn't have showed up or something like that or like right well there's there's stuff that happens down the road with characters that could have been put on this episode so i don't know there's there's oh, some stuff, stuff that could have been done yeah but, uh right um let's see here favorite reference do you have a favorite reference from this episode i like i like that her first thought was i can buy all these jimmy chews <laughs> With the I don't even know what a Jimmy Choo is. So Jimmy Choo is a really nice shoe. Okay. And um, I mean, I back then, that. I mean, she's, I mean, she's kind of accurate with the pricing. Um, I think she said she could buy a hundred of them. With the, I mean, they're not. I mean, they can't. They back then, I could see them running up to like because seven. So I don't math, but seven hundred fifty times a hundred's like what is that? Seven, that's seventy five thousand, right? So I think 
But mm. yeah, they. I mean, they run that much. And now I'm wondering like how much they've gone up since then because what the episode was from 2003. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're a good quality shoe. And there's one there's one style in particular that became really popular, especially around that time. So I oh, I just like that they. Threw there was a part of me, and it's probably because I'm a guy, but a hundred pairs of shoes. I'm like, that's just no. What are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you spending that much all that money on shoes? But I don't know. I would imagine, too, that, like, I don't know how much the school was and if she has some money left over, but uh, it would have been nice if she, like, used some of that money to get, like, a Jimmy Choo, even just one pair. I don't know. We've never really figured out, like, how much the school costs. And, like, I was kind of wondering if she would have, like, it would have been nice if she had mentioned, like, oh, I still have some money left or something like that. Hello. There's one that's selling for four thousand dollars for the shoes, for a pair of shoes, and the other ones are selling for like eight fifty, seven fifty. So you know, around the same general price. So, okay. Yeah, they're really nice shoes. By the way, we're back. We had some technical difficulties, but um, yeah, I I was just yeah saying uh, before the internet cut me off, but like yeah, I'm just I kind of imagine that like. Um, Lorelai would have had some money left over because it seemed like, like, like seventy five thousand and like I don't know how much that school cost, but I can't imagine it was like more than like ten thousand a year or something like that. Like, let's say it's let's say it's like um like twenty five thousand a year, right? So I could yeah. see, yep, but it's two thousand three, so we're talking you know, twenty years ago. So yeah, I could see it being like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. But yeah, she might have money left over. I'm, yeah, I'm, they weren't really clear how much money it was. Yeah, I was kind of like, I kind of hope she has some money left over for a pair of Jimmy shoes. Like just enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Or invest in Marie's education or something. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, favorite reference. Um. I think you did you say yours already yeah oh, yeah choose, the jimmy choose yeah. um mine was when luke says yeah you could send over a couple oompa loompas to kick the crap out of Aunt tilly we said that too oh yeah yeah mainly because i was like oompa loompas i know that i mean some of, some some of these references in this episode were a little high concept but uh yeah like well i jimmy think that's amy from Baldino, right is that she she when she goes for references, she really goes for them. Like I knew who Ju Joe Strummer was, and I got the Eminem show reference, and some of the other ones where I was just like, like, huh? It's way over my head. Yeah. Which is not always the case, but in this episode, I was just like, okay, I get the one about the and the Jimmy Choo's. I mean, I kind of inferred like, oh, expensive shoe, but okay. Um, favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote from this Why episode? am I being mocked on my birthday? Because it is the Gilmore way. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that pretty a... much sums everything up. You know, and, and so then you got, you know, Control Freak Emily again, you know, not letting Lorelai even blow out the candles of her own cake. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, you're going to let, and you know, I know that this has become an issue since the pandemic because, you know, nobody wants to blow out candles anymore and get spit on a cake. Yeah. Um, you know, like to... And then the thing, like, you're not going to let your own daughter blow out the candles, but you're okay with your with your housekeeper doing it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just seems so weird. And then to mock her and say, well, oh, I thought this thing children wanted. You know, do you want the cake again? 
You know, mm -hmm. like she just like there's no reason for that. None. It's just it's just another control thing. Yeah. You know, it's like Emily's way or the highway. Um, not really a line, but more like an exchange. But I did mm -hmm. like the when uh, Jess and Rory were talking about like how far it is to Yale. I like I like that. That was a nice exchange. What and it shows that Jess cares. I feel like. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm remembering it now. Yeah. Yeah. Like something how yeah, it's he like. He left his little glimmers of. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Jess is always a terrible person, but I think he has his moments where he's a little tough to like. Uh, next episode is your breaking point. Wait you... till next episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just but, wait. Um, yeah. Gosh, that'll I... be a discussion. Yeah, that'll be a good discussion for sure. But at least in this one, I was like, oh, that was you know. He played it off, but like it, I thought it was really cute, and you know, I, I thought it played well. So yeah, that was, that was my favorite. Well, not really sweet, line, but yeah. more just exchange. But, yeah, it was sweet. That you say that he's kind of vulnerable, but you know, he's yeah, like like, I, I think for everything that he says and does, like he does genuinely care about Rory. Um, you know, which makes what happens in the well, next episode so cool. confusing. Um, Which we'll talk about. Yep. Yeah. So make sure uh, you listen to the next episode because we're going to break that down and that's going to be pretty interesting. Yes. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, behind the scenes trivia. Uh, I don't know if there's anything like too noteworthy. I mean, it's, you know, we find out that. Uh, a lot of people in the town don't like Indian food. Lorelai doesn't like Indian food. Jess doesn't like Indian food. Part of me is like, what do you guys have against Indian food? It's so good. That is kind of an interesting thing to go after. Yeah. But haven't they? They've eaten. Oh, no. Yeah, they don't. Because I remember that there was, there have been episodes where Rory wants to order it. And Lorelai's like, not while I'm home or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Which That's is interesting. just interesting. The funny thing is, like, I, you know, I was a teenager around this time. I remember people not wanting to eat Indian food. So I think it might have been more of a cultural right. thing that, like, people were not huh. as open to, like, eating Indian food. Oh. I think okay. now people are so much more open to it because people actually right. try it and are like, it's, this is good. Why were, why were we not eating this before? But yeah, I think, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Ooh, it was a bandwagon thing. Like some people didn't like it, and so then everybody started. Not yeah, like, you know, I mean, nowadays, nowadays, so many people eat it, but mm -hmm. I think back then, yeah, right. it was, it was, uh, it was, it was it. I think uh, in Canada, maybe I know, and and when mm -hmm. I was in London, everybody. Ate it. Well, that's the thing. Like, I feel like after I left high school, people were like, "Hey, you want to try Indian food? You want to eat it?" Blah blah blah, and like. I ate it a lot more after high school. So I think the, the early 2000s, maybe people weren't as open to eating as they are now. But I still know people who don't eat Indian food, but it's so rare now. Like Most people eat, will, will eat it. Um, oh, the uh, actor that played the pizza guy, Pete, uh, he also played... Uh, when Kirk played his home movie, uh, he played the father in Kirk's home movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I thought was pretty David funny. Lynch style. Yeah. Movie, yeah. Which is also one of the weirdest things I think they had on the show. This yeah. yeah, and it was just also weird that he showed up because I'm like, I wonder if he was, like, Pete playing the father in that. Um, 
Right. Yeah. Well, you wonder. I mean, he probably asked people he knew, right? And maybe he figured that he would be up for the opportunity. Yes. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> and uh, sadly, this is also the last episode where we see Fran, the the cake maker. Ah, she's just gone. Yeah, she's just gone. Yeah. She was kind of crabby, right? From what I remember. Well, she didn't want to sell the inn. But. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. what? They're just gonna like take her out of the show, and then then they're gonna buy the inn. Like what? Yeah, I guess they I had guess... to remove her from the show. Yeah. Did they just drop that subplot, or no? I don't think. I guess that, we'll see. No, they haven't. No. But, yeah, I was like, oh, go Fran, I guess. Remove that obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Fran's not the biggest character, but, hey, this was her last episode. So, maybe we could be a little nicer to Fran than usual. Um, Okay. Yeah. We've been mean to Fran in the past. (laughs) Not too bad. We've been pretty nice. But that actress, Linda Porter, she actually died a couple years ago. Uh, September 25th, 2019. So. Oh, actually, after Richard died. Okay. I think Richard died in 17. Yeah. She was even, like, yeah. acting well into, you know, into her old age. Like, she was oh, in a movie cool. called Curbside Pickup in 2019. So, uh, she also appeared in the show Superstore as well. So, she was. Really? She, yeah. She kept busy. So. Her. Yeah. What was the actress's name again? Linda Porter. Huh. Yeah. Which, if you haven't watched Superstore, that's also a pretty great show. So. Oh, I recognize her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, any other mental health observations from this episode? Uh, the whole narcissistic rage and mm. and Richard possibly being enabler of it and not stepping in. Yeah. Um, because it it seems like at some point Richard could have or should have stepped in and said, Hey, this is getting out of control. But my mm. guess is that Richard knows that he's gonna have to deal with Emily afterwards. So yeah. he has to treat her with big gloves. So um and then you see him getting mad at Lorelai over something that she didn't know, and then he just, you know, trots up the stairs after Emily. And so so the dynamic is is one that you know Richard's got just as many issues as Emily sometimes because mm-hmm. he's he's kind of good with that behavior, um, or at least he's afraid of her or something. But yeah. I I think that that really shows the their dynamic and that you know maybe this is part of the issue is that Lorelai you know Richard probably defended Emily and let her Emily do whatever she wanted, or Richard wasn't home because now they say they traveled a lot, mm-hmm. um, and so you know maybe there wasn't anybody to defend Lorelai. Yeah, and so you can kind of see where some of that uh, animosity might come from. Yeah, for sure. I also think too that like Richard probably had his breaking point where, you know, he probably was like, you know, berated by Emily for the longest time, and I maybe with old age he's finally decided like now's the time I'm gonna, you know, stand up for myself. Because I think people like that, like if you get like bossed around by someone especially a narcissist like that for so long eventually you're gonna you know reach your breaking point i think he's kind of at that point now where he's just like yeah like i'm i'm not gonna put up with this so and they split up at some point right uh, i think no 
Okay, yeah, they totally do. I can tell by your voice, too. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I've known you long enough that I know exactly what, yeah. But, uh... And tell, so is this, does this contribute to it? No. I don't think, no. Ah, interesting, okay. Yeah. But yeah, you can see where he, you know, he's, um, he's kind of, he's not standing up for his daughter. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, he's got to live with Emily and mm -hmm. Emily can, can be pretty, um, vicious. And I think she probably has a pretty good chance of, of, um, getting vengeance on somebody that she doesn't like. Yeah. But yeah, that's a narcissistic rage where you, where the person just gets so out of control mm. that they just go for broke. They're like, well, you know, I'm already there. And sometimes people describe they actually black out when they get that angry. I, and that makes then sense. a lot of times they'll yeah, a lot of times the next day they'll act like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. They will never apologize. Uh, and uh, yeah, and sometimes in the family there's one person that tries to sue them, mm -hmm. which is Richard. All right. Um, That's probably a mild narcissistic rage. I mean, there's been worse, but um, still worth noting, I'm I sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Emily just kind of—it's like to the point where it wasn't even making any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like for me, it got to a point where I'm like, this seems a little excessive. But mm -hmm. well, yeah, narcissistic rage is totally excessive, and it really—I think that's part of it—is it throws people for such a loop, and that's where the narcissist gets control over someone is because mm -hmm. the rage is so crazy and out of control. The other person's just staying there, like, "What just happened?" It's like a, a drive-by. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's time to rate this up. So, what are you thinking for um, a score? given an eight i think for all the moving parts i think they actually put it together pretty well okay um i'm probably at like a seven out of ten um i think yeah i, I like the idea of like rory running around trying to plan the party um i i think like we don't really mention like best actresses with it being Alexis that much, just because, like, I think Alexis Bedell and subsequently Rory, like, she's more there to act against other performers. But, like, I like that you kind of got Rory kind of, you know, being wow. being herself. Yeah, like, she wasn't really acting off people. She was more so... She was the one that people were acting off of, which I thought was kind of nice. I still don't think she was the best performance in this episode, but I still, I, I did like that, like, Rory was a little more of a standout in this episode. Um, yeah, so. I'm guessing that probably prepares us for seeing her at college on her own, too. I think so. I think, like, we're going to start to see Rory be more capable, self-assured, so. Mm -hmm. Which I think will come with some drawbacks, just like with anything, right? Like, if when you're more self-assured you are more capable i suppose of like making mistakes and not recognizing that you've made them so but yeah okay uh steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com gaslighting is the book and talking brains is the podcast and i'm over at threeingreennerds.com where we got podcasts going up almost every other day until next time everybody bye for now